Welcome to another episode in this podcast series, Emotional Survival for the Holidays or Stress Survival for the Holidays. I'm Carlene Savage, conflict resolution expert and your host. And this episode is about that one question, one question, one decision that you need to make that can change everything for you and everyone else. One thing. Before we get to that one decision, that one thing I want you to understand what's the cost of not dealing with the stresses, not dealing with you, not dealing with what matters to you. And I don't mean when I say that, I'm not meaning like, um, you have to do it all. What I'm saying is you matter in it all. You matter. This is about you, your joy, your happiness. You know, and I'm going to say it anyway, but you know that what happens in you will be projected whether or not you tell other people. It's going to be projected out. That's why you need to matter more to yourself than you have mattered to yourself in the past. You need to matter more because here's the cost of not mattering and not dealing with any of your stress the reality of what happens inside of you. You end up with unreal expectations and you send those to the people you love. That they need to do this too every year upon year. That as they're adults and as they have families, that they need to do this just like that. They need to feel these stresses. They need to have these stresses. So we're going to put unreal expectations on ourselves. That's the cost. And then we're going to give those to other people around us, directly or indirectly. The cost of not dealing with how powerful you really are and making sure that you have joy and making sure that you have peace and harmony and you do come out of this holiday relaxed is health issues. Health issues, depression, overextension, financial overextension. I remember when I was a young mother, um, all of us girls, all of us, the gals, families, the women would sit there and talk about how they're going to rack up the credit card and spend the next year paying it off. And then next year, next holiday season, they're going to rack up the credit cards. But holy cow, what if something happens in there? And I've had plenty happen in my year. So have you. Let's not... Let's not eliminate or erase our existence. There could be plenty that happens that alters that ability to rack up those credit cards and spend the year paying it off. I remember when my husband, he was a lithographer in Hollywood. And I remember um, the industry changing when computers started coming out. He was what they call a journeyman. He did everything by hand, lithography by hand on light tables, big pieces of film. This is Hollywood. He did the first, he was the lithographer on the very first Star Trek's, Star Trek posters, all their print work. And you put it on big mass pieces of film. And so that when you see them in the movie theaters, those great big, huge posters, or those, you know, 12 foot uh, banners. That's what he created on film. So people would take their, images or they would draft draw these things on tissue papers and lay them over so pink 
or red would be drawn. The red parts of the picture would be drawn. And then they'd lay another tissue paper on top of that drawing of the red with the red. And they'd put a yellow and they draw everything that's supposed to be yellow. And then they would take the black and draw everything that's supposed to be black in that picture. So it was tissue paper upon tissue paper. And then he would reproduce it onto film by hand. And I mean, there's a lot more to it, but that's just the gist of it. And then when his industry moved to computers, he was being, he was paid top dollar in Hollywood. Um, he was demanded by celebrities and celebrities would say, I want him to do my work because he makes sure that it's done well. It saves him on them on cost because when a journeyman can do the job well, then then it's not going to take more hours, right? And so he would end up doing that. And and then when the computers came in, they started getting in these college kids that knew how to handle computers and they didn't need the journeyman. You went from paying, you know, top dollar in the, in the industry to paying $8. Um, and that was a huge change. So can something happen in that year? Absolutely something and something probably already has for crying out loud. We've had COVID. We've had, um, policies put on businesses where they were, they were required to do certain things according to the, what the government said and it cost them money. So they scaled back. They let people go. Things can change. These are the costs of not dealing with the stress. What about isolating yourself because you feel you did something wrong? You feel you can't keep up and then build on top of that. What about shame? Okay. Okay. So we hear Brene Brown, all that stuff, but truth is you guys feel it. You, we, we feel it. And if we don't recognize it, we don't know what to do, but not just that there's shame. And if we don't recognize it, of course we don't know what to do. And then even if somebody comes in in a course and says, don't feel shame, you don't know how not to feel shame because nobody gives you the tools. This is the cost of not dealing with it. Find out the tools. And the thing I love about my work and conflict resolution in my courses, we talk about this stuff extensively. We talk about this because in conflict resolution, we know how to eliminate those feelings. We know how to help people get through that. And people come out of my courses with confidence and not feeling that shame, understanding it's not theirs to feel, understanding why it's not theirs to feel. And it's actually removal, an emotional removal. So the cost of not dealing with the stress and not admitting and not looking at how amazing that you have been doing it anyway is shame. There's also a cost living a false reality. It's called pretending. <laughs> We're living a false reality. We're trying to, to do something. And again, remember at the very beginning of this list, I said, and what we're doing is we're, we're doing it and passing it along unintentionally, but we are passing it along. So living a false reality, feeling pressure that is passed along to other family members, feeling lonely. These are feeling isolated, emotionally isolated because you can't tell anybody, right? And hiding and 
All of those do not belong to you. They are not yours, and they should not be yours. So let's get to it. Here is the one and only decision you need to make for this year. And it is so simple. Let me tell you, in conflict resolution, helping people resolve their conflicts, that's, that's the job I do. I help people realize how to solve their problems. And in that process, everything is so simple. And we don't even know it. We don't even know it. People don't know. They can walk out of my mediation room and they go, how did you do that? I can do it online with people in, a, in the middle of a course and they'll go, wow, how did you do that? I love watching you do this because it seems so seamless. They come away feeling liberated. So when I say there's only one decision you need to make to change the holiday season for you and for everyone around you, it is going to be so simple, stupid simple. I don't want you to feel like, okay, Carlene, that was really lame. I want you to lean into it and wonder. And when I say lean in, just try it. Just try this. It is going to be so stupid simple that you're going to, you might send me a message and say, stupid altogether, but don't. Because understand, hostage, crisis, and courtrooms, this works. In hostage negotiations, crisis negotiations, and mediation, this works. Okay. Ha! Here we go. The one and only decision you need to make this year is... What is your, answer this question, what is your ultimate goal out of the holidays? Just your single ultimate goal out of the holiday. Answer that question. And that's the only thing you need to live by for the season. Only thing you need to live by. What is your ultimate goal for the holiday? I'm going to give you some suggestions. So breathe through it (laughs) because you're probably sitting there going, what, okay, what does that mean? And, and you're going to have some, you'll have an instant response, but I want you to think about this because it will matter. And that truth will hold throughout the entire holiday. So you really need to know what your ultimate goal for the holiday is. So, um, is your ultimate goal to have a break because the kids will be busy with their cousins? Is your ultimate goal just to go, phew, I don't want to deal with my kids? Is your ultimate goal to connect with family you don't get to see very often? Because if that's your ultimate goal, everything will revolve around that. And your vision will revolve around that. And the way you wake up what you plan, how you save will revolve around that. Is your goal to bask in the holiday glow and just drink it in? I remember one year, part of my basking in the holiday glow, I went to craft stores and I would look at the decorations because in that time, 
they like had a, the craft store I went to, it's not around anymore, but they actually had homemade crafts made. Like they had these huge actual carousel horses that people would, would decorate and, oh, they were exquisite. And that was one of the things. Another thing I did to bask in the holiday glow is I went to Nordstrom's in California. I would go to Nordstrom's every year because they put a piano in the, in the entrance or near the entrance by the stairs, the escalators, and a piano player would play Christmas music during the holidays. And I literally, you guys, bask in the holiday glow one of my activities was we would go and sit on the benches that they had there and just sit there 30 minutes. I got my own personal, you know, um, holiday show. It was divine. Is the one goal for the holiday to have people speak well of how they felt with you? to have them speak well of spending time with you, to have them go, wow, man, talking to you is amazing. Is that what you'd like to have for your ultimate goal for this season, the whole season? Is it to drink and party with less guilt? Is it to feel that special feeling and ooze that special feeling? Is it to speak your mind to those annoying relatives to find me? Say your peace. Is that the ultimate goal for the holidays? So early on when in my marriage, um, you know, we're young women, we're giddy and we're married and we we have, you know, the knight in shining armor. And then we do this thing where we're crushed because they don't have our gift. We're crushed because, and, and let's, I mean, I don't know how many men are out there, but I know when I was a young woman and, you know, we were comparing notes with other young women. It was like, oh, my husband, he always does this for me or he always does that for me. Yeah. They forget, they don't remember anniversaries, they don't remember birthdays, they don't remember holidays. They don't stop at the store to pick up the card, right? They don't do those things. They don't go get the extra bag of candy so that your daughter can take it to school and share it. They don't take in the cupcakes. They don't, they're not there when people get home. They don't make the extra call, right? And I was no different. And I remember one year, and it seemed like every holiday, all I would do is seethe, seethe, burn inside with animosity because of the way he was doing the holiday, my birthday, Mother's Day, and yes, Christmas. On one Christmas, I'm over at my grandmother's house, and that whole relationship at my family's house was tenuous. We struggled my mother didn't get along with me or, or I just wasn't her vibe. I wasn't her vibe. I didn't do things the way it was expected to be done in the family. So she had high criticism. 
but it wasn't direct. It was kind of passive. Um, when it was direct, it was because she was angry, but it was tenuous at my grandmother's house because all the family is going to be there. And if you're like me and you have these tenuous relationships, um, that haven't quite worked themselves out, then it could be a grueling experience. So there I am with my, my quote unquote model family. <laughs> I have children underfoot. I, I think we only had two at the time, maybe three. Um, and we're staying over at grandma's house and I never did that. So, you know, I'm stretching here and all of it's an effort, stress, right? And the cost of stress. I never answered this question, but I did. I did after this. So there we are, Christmas Eve. And all of a sudden, my husband's got to leave. Now, when you're in tenuous situations at family things, you want your security blankets. And my husband was a security blanket. For you, it might be your kids. For you, it might be uh, things to look at, books to peruse while you're sitting there in these tenuous situations and that you don't particularly care for. It may be overworking and, you know, doing the dishes and helping the cooking and with the cooking and doing all those things. It might be whatever it is. Well, there I was, my security blanket was going to walk out of the house on Christmas Eve. Why? Because he didn't get me any gifts. He didn't get me a gift. So I think it was probably nine o'clock at night, eight o'clock at night, eight o'clock. That sounds right. Um, and he's deciding I got to go. I got to go. Why? Because now he's feeling the stress. I can't have, I can't have my wife wake up and have no gift. Look at all the other men around. They're going to have gifts for their wives. Oh crap. So there he goes. I have no security blanket. I've got these kids. And then also adding to the stresses of when our kids misbehave, when we're feeling that stress and then we're screwed. Right. And I was so angry because he left me my security was gone. And then if my kids act up, I don't look like the model family. Ah, the pressure. Now remember, there's a face that we put on and then the games we do in our heads. That's why in our first episode, we talked about how amazing you are, how amazing we are. Today, I don't work it the same way. But at this time, young mom, little kids, and there I was. That's what I was going through. Um, and then it was on Christmas day. These were like lame gifts. Okay. It was like, he just got anything. And he told me afterwards, he says, well, not all the stores were open. I think he ended up going to like a, a gas station thing. <laughs> it's like that friends episode, you know, that friends episode where they go to the gas station and they get all these gifts, right? Well, that was what he did. And I thought to myself and I cried to myself and I thought to myself, you left me for this. Are you kidding me? Which just made me brood and seethe even more. I cried. I was devastated. I was embarrassed. All these things we do to ourselves, all these nonsense things we do to ourselves. And that's when I decided no more. I'm not going to, I'm not going to crumble under this kind of pressure that I do to myself. And this is before decades before 
I went and got my master's and I understood conflict resolution. I understood how to really work through this stuff um, and understand it and put it in its place. So that's when I decided no more. I'm not doing this. Never again. And I decided I would start buying my own gifts. I decided I would start because sometimes some of you gals will, you know, some of the gals will go out and give their husbands a list or they'll send them a text or they'll send them a link. Um, and that's not, you know, I don't know. That's, you know, that's when I decided I'm going to, I'm going to take, make sure I'm taken care of. It's not about, there's so much more richness in my relationship than worrying about whether he did that perfect. There was so much more. The man worked his butt off. He gave every time he came home. He never brought his home work with him or his work. That was funny. (laughs) He never brought his work home with him. When he came home, literally he would skip in the door like, Hey, I'm so happy to be here. He would give me, he fought with me, but he would give me time when I needed to talk. Sometimes he would be really miserable about it, but it's like he still gave it to me. Um, There were things that he did that were just not worthy of me being pissed off that he didn't do Christmas exactly perfect. And it crushed me so much that my one thought was, I don't want to have another miserable holiday. I don't want it. That's the one decision I made. No more. So my decision, my question to you is, what is your ultimate goal? What is the holiday that you, put your name there, the holiday Carlene wants to have is? For me, I want to bask just bask in the love and the, the glow that can happen. And what does that mean? That means I want to be part of it. I want to be the glow. I want to bask in the glow. I want to see the glow. So what does that mean when I go and execute that? That means when I look at my, my kids, I'm going to look at all the things that they've done well. When I look at the relatives, even the annoying ones. So I mentioned my mother and I remember I began to look at her and I said in my head, not on my face. Remember the face is the fake face, (laughs) not on my face. I said in my head, this woman gave me life when she didn't have to do that. And what I mean by that is because I've had seven children, I know what it did to my body. I know what it's done. I know it's changed my body. I know that I was her second child, she didn't have to choose it. She could have had that first child gone, oh crap, this is no fun, and changed it and not done it. So when I talk about basking in the glow, I could look at her and go, she gave me life when she didn't have to. Another thing I saw in my mother when I was basking in the goodness of the season is I looked at her, she was a nurse, Okay, I'm just summarizing because she would say, no, I was a licensed vocational nurse. Okay, whatever. She tended and dealt with patients. She worked in the burn unit. She worked, so she worked with people that had been set on fire or caught fire. And it, and that was the damage to their body and the pain, the excruciating pain that she dealt with. She worked with people that were 
were dying. She worked in pediatrics. These are tough emotional places. And when I was decided I was basking in the glow, I looked at my mother and I knew she had such a gentle bedside manner. She had such a comical bedside manner. She could crack jokes about people and with people. I remember my mother and, and this is a woman that, and we could talk about that on another day, that people who have known her and known of her have said that these things, some of these things were criminal. And it's true. When I take a 50,000 foot view and I look at some of the stuff, it was criminal. But if I want to bask in the glow, she had a powerful bedside manner. She was gentle. She could heal people. And I remember when my grandmother was dying and she was there every day, all day, doing her thing, living in her power. I can't take that from her if I am choosing to bask in the glow. But here's, here's her comical side. She says to my grandmother, okay, if you're going to die, <laughs> this is the power of these powerful nurses. If you're going to die, you can't die here. In this month, you can't die because it's so-and-so's birthday. In this month, you can't die. You can't die on this day because that's your granddaughter's this. That's your grandson's this. That's my this. That's my birthday. You can't die in this month because, and she gave her all these, and they cracked up. It was a laughing because she was also there with my aunt. And they would make jokes and they would come up with these crazy reasons of why she couldn't die at a certain date. And my grandmother saw the humor in it and would laugh. That is the power of my mother. That is me basking in the glow of the season. Recognizing. And do you know, my grandmother didn't die on any of those days. And they gave her a lot. But she passed on a day that meant nothing to anyone. That they were aware of. Right? It means something to somebody, but not to anybody that they were aware of. That is the power. Once you decide that one question, what is your ultimate goal for the season? What is your ultimate goal for the season, my friends? Mine has been to bask in the glow. So I did the things like go to Nordstrom's, listen to the piano player. If I heard a piano player, I would linger. I would stay. I would, it was just time. I went to places where you could see art or something beautiful that gave me that feeling. That's what I would do. I would take my kids going and seeing Christmas lights. No time. I mean, just no, there's no big cash outlay for that. As I was driving home, I would drive down a street that I, when I saw lights and I'd go, oh my gosh, look, look at that. I'd stop and park. What about, I would play Basking in the Glow. I would play Christmas music. My favorite album was The Carpenters. I would play Christmas music. No huge outlay of money, right? 
every morning I would be playing Christmas music. That was my one decision. I was going to bask in the glow. And when I make that one decision, everything I do now contributes to that. Feeling pressure? Make sure that it's basking in the glow. Maybe you don't make as many cookies. Maybe you decide not to make that extra batch. Maybe you decide, I remember one year, we made probably 11 different types of treats to make, put on our plates that we were going to hand out. It was so fun. But the next year, wasn't feeling it. I wasn't feeling it. So we didn't do it. I only made two items or one item. I think it was like fudge. <laughs> anyway, just... That's what I'm talking about. What is the one goal you want out of the holidays? You. And directly and indirectly spread that onto your family. You don't have to tell them or you can tell them. Maybe you all sit down for a family meeting and you go, hey, you know what? This season, why don't we try this? Maybe you don't tell them. Maybe you don't feel that confidence that they'll buy into it. You don't tell them. Maybe you just do it and it's indirectly passed along. Maybe part of that, maybe part of that decision means you're going to leave a note every day for a week for your kids and they can throw it in the trash. They can do whatever they want with it, but you're going to come away feeling the glow. What if you write a note on the mirror? And, and all the anger and all the tension and all the things that that person has done to offend you doesn't matter because you made a decision and you just want to come out of this season feeling that. That is the only decision you need to make this year to make it different for you and make it different for others. <laughs> 